Dude, 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 this song closed. We gotta change it. Time for a zero check. Oh no, that's even worse. I couldn't cut was Okay, September 11th, 2020. It is. What a day to record. <laughs> yeah. I had been seeing in my YouTube algorithm a few recommendations of people posting um, recorded just like television feeds from 9-11-2001 recently. And I only clued in why that was happening maybe like today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, why am I getting this ABC? Why was this ABC <laughs> feed from 9-11 showing up today? Oh, right. If you guys right, ever get a chance to go to, to New York City and see the Ground Zero, it's it's powerful. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a really really cool monument to go see. I haven't been to the finished monument, but I was there when it was when they were constructing it. I, I saw it when they were constructing it. Yeah, I was there in 2014 last, whenever it was on the site at that time. Yeah, I was there in 2022, and it was completely finished and everything. Oh. And it was, it was nice. When it was a, a hole back in. Uh, 2002 i think <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah i was there I not it. long after 9 11. i wow. saw it in 2008 when they were built, start just starting the foundation of mm. whatever it is uh, one freedom, freedom, World Tower. freedom something yeah. or other <laughs> they're all about yeah. the freedom yeah Fre freedom fries craig the uncultured one has never been to new york city what one day yeah. i know i'm weird like that start spreading the news Craig's leaving today. <laughs> <laughs> we've done we've done the parts of New York State that like you do on the traditional East Coast Canadian drive. Nice. So you're uh, Rochester's just the, and the driving through sort of thing. I yeah, wouldn't even good. like go through Montreal, man. Connected. But like yeah. on the way back, we'll go through Schenectady. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you got to spell it. Yeah. S C H N E C T E D Y. Schenectady. Something like that. Yeah. It sounds like a weird place. I had a friend back in the day who lived in Schenectady. I took the train to Mont to to New York the first time I went, and and also on the tr I took the train back. And on the way back, I got seated beside this uh, this interesting dude. He was like one of those stereotypical like forty five year old man who still lives with his mom kind of guys. Oh and boy! He was just like. At every train stop, he would share some tidbit of train history with me. <laughs> oh, he's a real fan. Yeah. <laughs> which was interesting. But You're also, with like, Sheldon. All right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. My first pretty trip down was on a Greyhound. <laughs> nice. Ooh. That was intense. Yeah. I, I I took the Greyhound down. This is this is this is a bit of a story, and. Uh, you know, it was supposed to go. You, you, I was in Waterloo at the time, so I got on the Kitchener bus station. And it, you know, it was supposed to go down to uh, straight down to New York City with a couple of stops. So we stopped in Buffalo. Yeah. And they, while we were in Buffalo, and we sat there and we didn't leave, we were supposed to go. And then they, they came out and they said, and we were there for hours. And they said, the New York Thruway is closed, there's a blizzard happening. Oh, no, the, the whole road is closed. No cars are getting through on it. Um, we have four busloads of people here trying to get to New York City. 
does, is there anyone who absolutely has to be there today? So I, because I, I have nowhere to stay in friggin' Buffalo. I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a university student trying to get to New York City, and um, so I put up my hand, and um, so they they ended up getting they they put two drivers on the, this bus that we all got on, one with a map, and one uh, one driving. And they navigated the back roads through a blizzard to get to New York City. We got out there some somewhere around two in the morning to Port Authority. That's, that's epic. It was just insane. And the friend I was meeting there, she was at the she'd been at Port Authority since like my bus was supposed to arrive at like eight o'clock. Yeah. And it's it's the it's this is like the nineties. I, I don't have a cell phone. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh no. Uh, so basically she's like, I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. I thought I was going to have to call your mother and tell her you were dead. <laughs> oh, no. oh dear. It was crazy. Was this, was this a friend or a friend? It was a friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> uh, so you didn't, so you didn't make it through a blizzard for sex is what you're saying. <laughs> I, I, I did not. <laughs> Steven keeps it on the level. <laughs> oh, Steve, Steve, did you come with us on that trip to Darien Lake when I worked at RIM? I've never okay. been to Darien Lake, so probably okay. not. I remember we, so we took two buses and someone forgot their passport. Is this the one the James always talks about where there was like a brawl in the parking lot? Yes. <laughs> of like Boy Scouts? No, I don't think it was boys. I, oh. It looked like general. He said youth. they were all like wearing different color uniforms or whatnot. They had like yes. a big throwdown in the park. That was when we. That was that when was we were leaving. Colors. Yeah, that's when we were leaving Darien Lake at night, and we just see like a fight breaking out in the parking lot as we're pulling away. <laughs> I think I was in China when that happened. That's, boy that's Scouts versus Girl Guides. Yeah, <laughs> but no, some yeah. someone on the trip um, on the way down forgot their passport. Um, so they got just like their bus got stopped and they got taken off the bus and fortunately it was not our bus. So bye-bye. Yeah. that I mean, they're, they're pretty serious with the passport thing. Yep. And this was 2003, 2004, I think. So mm-hmm. that's my crossing into New York state story. Yeah. I remember once I went to, I went to a, I got cooperative student housing conference in Ann Arbor. And we went down on a chartered bus. And it was probably, oh, I don't know, let's say November 2001. So they, oh they were really itchy at the border. <laughs> yep. And um, at the time, I didn't have a passport. I was just crossing, because you were still allowed. I was crossing off the birth certificate and the driver's license. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, did they give me a hard time. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was a mess. For <laughs> Steve. You guys ready to talk some music? I guess. What albums yeah. do we do again? <laughs> Listeners, welcome to another New York State-focused episode of the Zero Check. It is myself, Craig, Stephen, Richard, and Michael. Hello. Here yep. for another awesome four albums for you. We have Hurry Up, We're Dreaming by the French electronic band M83. We have the Brown Album by the Ever Eclectic Primus. We have, I'm trying to think up the, oh, Affirmation by Savage Garden. 
And last but certainly not least, because I quite liked it, um, we have Floodland by the Sisters of Mercy. Gentlemen, who would like to go first? I feel like this is like one of those things is not like the other uh, kind of kind of collections. <laughs> I feel like either yeah either either my cast started or Richard because Richard <laughs> did Primus and it might be cool. worth it to <laughs> rock paper scissors. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Ready? One, two, three, go. Oh, I, I can't even well, see we, you. <laughs> I know Richard kind of cheated. His his pick was off screen, off camera. Oh. <laughs> All right. One, two, three, oh. shoot, right? Yeah, yeah. Ready? What? Ready? One, one two, one, three. three. What? <laughs> Rick, Rick you still won. There's a Mike lag there. <laughs> All right, this isn't working. Why don't you just go? Let's get the pop out of the way. Okay. Okay, we're doing some pop. Oof. Yeah. Let's hit the garden. Okay. <laughs> so um, I decided to choose something a little bit unique. Uh, you know, for what we kind of normally listen to on this podcast. Um, I am uh, actually going to be getting married um, in less than a month. And they're, uh, me and my fiance are both huge fans of, of this band uh, in terms of, of like, if you're looking for like a soft rock band, we both have a lot of good memories with this band. And our, 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 our um, first dance is going to be to one of the songs from this band. I was just, I was just about to ask. Yeah. Is it one of the I songs from this album? It's not, is it? It is. I knew I loved you, which oh, I, is. which I think is, yeah. Well, the there you go. One. So, um, it's a favorite song on this album. Yeah, so it's it, it's an album that um, I feel like is very easy to listen to, especially if you're looking for like a you know a, a sort of a, um, a catchy um, romance kind of album, uh, love songs. Um, I've always enjoyed the the instrumentation, the style of music. Um, I know, I know that it's not exactly what everybody else is used to, but it's, it's something that I've, I've enjoyed. So I thought I would throw it out there cause I think it'd be fun for us to discuss this particular album. Affirmation is their second album. Um, and it's got a bunch of, um, what I think are also pretty catchy tunes. Um, the, let me just write, check this here. Da, 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 da. So, um, there is uh, there's a few songs on this one, like I believe Two Beds and a Coffee Machine is on this album, right? It is. And um, I had uh, an experience of, of singing this one back in, in university. I had a... Check that he is sleeping, pick up all the broken glass And furniture on the floor Been up half the night screaming, now it's time to get away Pack up the kids in the car Another bruise to try and hide Another alibi to write Another ditch in the road You keep moving Another stop sign You keep moving on and these A friend that was... Um, he, he played a ton of piano and, and we were at a... Um, like a talent night and it was completely unexpected but he was just like hey dude let's go let's go up and sing two beds in a coffee machine so he played the piano just sort of off the top of his head i sang it it was just it was it was really fun so I, i've got like memories for this from this particular album i know their other album has like you know the chicka cherry cola and, and and that kind of thing their 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 first album which could be considered a little bit more popular um but i wanted to pick an album to go with so what are your thoughts guys 
All right, I'm going to assume you all loved it, so I'm just going to move on to the next album. I thought it was a very listenable album. Uh, I didn't find it particularly memorable, but uh, listenable. That's honestly my biggest problem. Like, I probably listened to this album, I don't know, half a dozen times. And um, I can't think of any of its songs right now. (laughs) <laughs> like at all i can't think of it i can't i have a single melody if, if when i think savage garden the only song that comes into my mind is truly madly deeply yeah and or, or maybe i want you not even that one I, I i remembered it when craig brought it up but i was like oh yeah i guess that was a thing but yeah. you couldn't get away from um from the big one <laughs> It is funny how Savage Garden started out with a song like I Want You that could be considered more of an electronic sort of alternative song. They started out really well. I kind of like that song. Steve mm-hmm. says no. I say I like that song. Gets a thumbs up for me. I keep shaking that head, Steve. <laughs> I thought like the, the back... These guys don't make music anymore. They, yes. they, they I mean, small favors, right? But when they, they broke up in 2001. After the yeah, after this album, they like, did a tour and they like, broke up. They're like, they said, okay. they said, you know what? Steve's not going to like this one. We're going to have to go our separate ways. <laughs> they were right. Let us go retire on our they... piles of money. <laughs> well, one of them, one of them still makes music, and the other one produces or something. Produces or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, good for them for having careers. But yeah. I, um, I don't know. It's it's just, it's it's so painfully unmemorable. Uh, I mean, while it's happening, I, I focusing on it is is so difficult. Um, I remember thinking the back third, at least, was a little bit darker and more interesting. Yeah, it's true. Like the, the first two third. So the problem, my problem with this album is, it sounds like. CHFI music, and I know we yeah. on the show have referred to CHFI. God, does it ever? But I was trying to think. Okay, when I think of CHFI music, what defines that for me? Well, and I fun. find I finally realized it today. Mm-hmm. It's it sounds like the stock sounds that come with like a keyboard you buy. Yeah. It sounds like that's it's what they use as the instrument when you're going two floors. You, you, you hit the demo button. Yes, yeah, if like you, you hear just the like, elevator when you're going up two floors. Yeah, you, if you took like a keyboard from the '80s or '90s that you could, or an electronic piano, and you like yeah. set the set up some like stock sounds that came from it, or like a stock like the drum beat that came with it, that's what defines CHFI music for me. It sounds cheap. It sounds like. I don't know, really basic. And a lot of this album sounds like that. And I think that's what bugs me about this album and why I found the latter part interesting because it they used better instrumentation and it seemed to be dar- a little bit darker, as dark as like Savage Garden can go. Um, and so I wish they had kept that a bit more and also kept a I bit mean, it more. It wasn't of- their shtick. Like the fact that there was anything like that on there kind of says something. Like that is true. They're about trying something, them, I guess. Yeah. I guess what I'm curious, guys, like in terms of this genre and this time period, can you think of anybody that did it better? Like kind of I like mean, a soft rock, rock better. 
soft like just rock. Soft rock, soft like love pop kind of stuff. The nineties was not a soft decade. The nineties was it, characterized by anger and loudness. Yeah, our last show. Like even the crap I wouldn't listen to because it was too wimpy. Like it's full of driving guitars. <laughs> yep. Like it's it's like my expectations were so high of how heavy a song was going to be that you know something that was today which would be considered ridiculously heavy i considered too wimpy to listen to weird you world. don't even get yeah and then like that that energy carries over into the early 2000s as like the post new metal bands come in and turns and into new like metal bro- so terrible and then turns into like bro fight me music like trapped I know. and stuff <laughs> yeah trapped Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> clutch oh, strong. no clutch is cl- we exclude clutch from that genre here sir <laughs> you thought uh, I would, yeah. you thought I would miss that one you were mistaken no, no if you missed it there was no point in me saying it is this true? <laughs> the, the, yeah. the dart is supposed to sink in <laughs> although there was also like audio slave I don't know emo starts up in the early 2000s you got Jimmy Eat World leading that charge and then my chemical. Okay, moments. yeah, Jimmy Dude, World definitely had the driving guitar. Confessional is the true emo. Oh yeah, like the emo progenitor. <laughs> but getting back to like Mike's like soft, soft rock at the end of the '90s, early 2000s is like Lifehouse, which still, to yeah. Steve's point, is like kind of rocky. Hanging in a moment or whatever that song yeah. is, hanging. And <laughs> spin, spins another good Lifehouse song. Okay, so I, I just pulled up a list of That's... of what are what are considered. Okay. Similar yeah, artists. Isn't yeah, that when good. Michael Bublé like became big? Just after the early two thousands, Michael Bublé's yeah. big. But he was kind of he was kind of he a was crooner, for a brief right? at um, Christmas. Yeah. Now he hawks. Now he hawks drinks. Yeah. <laughs> non alcoholic fizzy drinks. So Mike, fire away. What, what do you got so on the list? Just a couple of quick names here: Natalie Imbruglia. Okay. Yeah. Back, Backstreet Boys. Um, Matchbox Twenty. Oh, Maxbox Twenty is a good. isn't a bad cho- choice. I mean, their first album though, Matchbox like Matchbox Twenty, might be a cool one for us to do as this point. one. No, no. But okay. <laughs> there's a couple of Matchbox Twenty songs that I actually find kind of catchy, uh, especially from that first album of theirs. Was so Goo, Rob, Goo what's Dolls his name? is on here too. Aqua, oh, Sixpence, Goo, None the Richer. Goo Goo Dolls are band that makes none me the richer. Yeah. That's a good one. S Club Seven, Ace of I've Base. Seen them, I've seen them live. S Club Seven was more dancey though. Yeah, yeah. S Club Seven is more dancey. I've like been listening a to a bunch of rock set no, recently. Rock set. No. <laughs> no. No. no, it's not that I hate rock set. Rock set's okay, but she's she, she is not the same music as this. Jewel, Michael Bolton. No. Yeah, um, maybe maybe Michael Bolton. Spice Girls, Ninety Eight Degrees. They're lumping it a, bar, Sh- a lot Sugar of Sugar like, Ray. This was, this, I mean. <laughs> Honestly, the boy band kind of makes sense. Sugar Ray. (laughs) RPM. You go back to you you go back to Lemonade and Brownies and uh, and the what's the one after with RPM on it? Like that was that's what I think of Sugar Ray. And then they went down this commercial success. Then they wrote a song (laughs) that was really popular. Yeah, yeah, and they cashed in on that success. (laughs) Yeah. And good for them. Like they they forget they were going nowhere with what they were doing. Danielle's band. Isn't the guy who's in the lead singer of of, uh, McGrath? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's like he does a radio show on Sirius XM now, doesn't he? He's hosted. Like um, that. He was finished he that was, lyric or whatever. He's whatever game show that is. Where I think like, he does nineties on nine. He does a show on nineties I mean, on nine. Good for him for having he's, a career. Like, yeah, yeah. He was on some reality show as well at some point. But like, going back to that. Oh, go ahead, Steve. So I was I, I was going to say it, it's really common for bands to like. They do, they start doing what they do because they like doing it, but it's really common for them to shift into doing what sells records. Yeah, they you, find you out what what hits the the sweet spot. But I, I mean, in good ways and in bad ways. Like you've got bands like the Bare Naked Ladies, who are like goofy sort of Canadian alt pop back in the day, and then they turned into you know Jason Priestley, uh, <laughs> like a bunch of them singing on stage. Uh, or, or you, or you have somebody like um, Allison Chains, who was like mm-hmm. a hair metal band at the end of the '80s, and they transitioned into what doesn't suck when grunge hit, right? It was, it was, it was but it's, it's, it's about yeah. following the trends, and sometimes that really works out for a band. Shit, that's how Cher's, Cher's career lasted decades. Auto tune? Uh, no, Heroin? that was at the end of Cher's career. Uh, possibly that second part. <laughs> That's what Alice in Chains were chasing the heroin. Oh, yeah. That yeah. helped them out. Oh, yeah. And then one of them died. Two of them yes. died. There's two of them? Um, yeah, the original bassist died like less than a decade ago. Oh, I hadn't heard about that. He played up until Dirt. So he was on Dirt was the last record he oh, played okay. on. So like way back. <laughs> Google Do- Google Dolls are the like gone soft bad that makes yeah Google Google Dolls for... is another excellent example of that like hell Creed is an example I want of that. to do it won't be my next suggestion but I really want to do my own prison yeah, I think sure. I've said this it was before all right. that like when when my own prison came out the guitar friends I had in high school it was it was a big album amongst yeah us. it's before it was before legit, it was like, embarrassing to listen to Creed yeah, even the first Nickelback high. album. I also want to do that one. Leader of Men is the best Nickelback song. Leader of Men is actually a pretty good song. Yeah, I don't yes. think I've ever heard that album. Wow. Don't make me choose my choice <laughs> for next time, Mike. Okay. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Understood. I'll back off. <laughs> but but I mean, so back to Savage Garden though. Um, like I, I always I always lump them in with other. There, Backstreet Boys is an excellent comparison. They're just a mm. boy band, and mm. they're they're singing crap that will make you know girls pants fall like that's yeah. that's that's all that they were that, that's what they were doing and that's how they sold records so um and and I, I i don't think there's anything redeeming in any of their music at all ever and ever will be i just think that should be a sticker on their album crap that'll make girls pants fall down <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's like a whole genre of music like that that sells records pr mm-hmm. music PR? <laughs> PR stands for panty remover. Oh, that's good. There you go. Ayo. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's like aimed at the lowest common denominator. And it No offense, Mike. <laughs> I'm not trying to call you the lowest common denominator. <laughs> I'm not saying that at any time this music removed your pants. It did not. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh perhaps, but perhaps I, feel, I haven't listened uh, to it properly <laughs> yeah i feel the like it, that, was, the music may have been playing but it was jody that removed his pants <laughs> oh. 
But that's hey, I, hey, I feel hey, like <laughs> the the music is carefully engineered to do that. I just find that they have a good, a few good sort of catchy songs. Like I had an exact opposite experience. Like I have most of those songs memorized. I know their lyrics. I know the lyrics. Mm. I've performed them at talent shows and stuff. Like oh. it's, it's a different, it's a different experience. So one, one thing I, one thing I did when listening to these albums, which I haven't, I, I'd meant to do, but really haven't done successfully in past times was I actually took some notes of tracks that stood out to me Ooh, ah, notes. and the ones that stood out to me from uh, Savage Garden were this album from Savage Garden were Best Thing and Chain to You. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'd also Chained put a, had a bit a, of. I'd also put a shrugging emoji in there too. I like gunning down romance. Yeah. I, I actually Another thought way. I knew I loved you wasn't bad. Like for songs that I act, not not for songs that I liked, but for songs that I could recall afterwards. Mm, okay. This is Chain to you as well. Oh. So good. Okay. This also isn't like my type of instrumentation. Um, I think we've like, talked about that on this album too. Like instruments you naturally can pick up on or remember better. Like I am a guitar guy, whereas I think Steve is more of a melody, vocal melody, piano person. Yeah, um, for sure. This is so mostly that, di- digital music. Yeah. Right. Synthesizers and whatnot. But not, not entirely on the didgeridoo. <laughs> and not yet bleep which, loopy enough which is which is interesting too because on their fir- their first album there was quite a bit of guitar as well mm-hmm. but like you know adult contemporary guitar yeah mm. it reminds yeah. me of that Imagine Dragon song that had the totally unexpected guitar solo at the end and I was like whoa where did this come from yeah they probably needed a guitar solo <laughs> where, did, where did this like unexpected un- amount of shredding happen <laughs> face melting guitar solo two minutes yeah. later but yeah yeah i mean it's you know it's it feels it feels really dated i don't know if everyone else got that vibe that it it, it evoked a pe- earlier period <laughs> yeah it sounds like the time it came from yeah and i learned Which... that they're australian Indeed, <laughs> which is interesting because, and I mean, we'll get to it when we get to the other albums. But I feel like the other albums we listened to, I couldn't tell you in a million years what time they came from. Like, even if they came from fifty years in the future, <laughs> I have no clue <laughs> uh, what, what I was listening to for most of that stuff. That, that's that's interesting. Let, let's think about that. Let's like let's, let's sort out. Okay. Yeah. M eighty three. Hurry up, we're dreaming. No. That that sounds. That to me, that sounds like, you know, the time like twenty ten ish. You know what I mean? Like yeah, late aughts, early twenty. Yeah, it's kind I of that. Dis- I would disagree on that because I had no reference point to this scene at all when I was oh, okay. introduced to this band. Sure. So I would argue That's if you fair. were if you were completely oblivious like me to like the shoegaze electronic scene of like the I guess the late two thousands, early twenty tens. This sounds like a pseudo '80s revival music to me, with the gated electronic drums. I know it's only used in the ones a couple of songs, but the saxophone and I think it's like the the ethereal stuff puts it into the 2000s. But yeah, and that, that's that's kind of what I'm because I'm, that's most of that it I is. can get you on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the Sisters of Mercy, Floodland, I'd say that sounds very much mid mid to late '80s. 
I would agree. I, it, it, I think it's very strongly of its time. I was going to say late late 1700s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's this corrosion. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and that song lasted from the 17th. It was like nine minutes long. <laughs> it's a long song, but it's awesome. It and awesome. then um, Primus sounds like Primus whenever they made a like. Primus is Primus is Primus. So how long have they been active? Since the early 90s. So from anywhere Maybe. between the early 90s and now. 2062. Yep. <laughs> no, I was going to say that would be the one that M83 was, was some point in the future. Yeah. Like like the kind of stuff that, that we'd be listening to or our grandkids will be listening to would be the M83 stuff. Yeah. So what, what should we move on to next? Well, let's talk about M83. Why not? Greg? Sure. You want M83? Well, M83 are from France, so if we consider time zones, they are from the future. Oh, six hours in the future. (laughs) Folks, M83 started as a duo from France um, in the late 90s. After the second album, it became a solo artist, as which it has remained. Um, Hurry Up, We're Dreaming is their sixth album, a double album. Um, Fun fact, as I was researching earlier today, um, on that, the solo dude, um, oh, what's his name again? No, why can't I see? Anthony. Anthony Gonzalez is the sole remaining member. Um, he was inspired by Melancholy to make a double album. After hearing Melancholy, he was like, I want to do a double album sometime in my career. And with this album, he fulfilled that. Um, as I said a couple of minutes ago, I had zero context into this entire music scene before being introduced to this band. Um, some coworkers said, Hey, we're going to this concert, um, at Fort York, which is a historic site in Toronto on the Western side of downtown that in the early 2010s started hosting concerts, presumably to make money, I suppose. Um, and it was M83 and co-headlining was the other probably biggest band of this scene, Justice, who are also from France. Mm. Um, yeah, Justice are awesome. I really like Justice. I've tried to get into Justice a couple of times. I can't. I like M83 better, I think, because they seem to be a bit more hooky and memorable. And but Dash that's Punk. just me. <laughs> and Phoenix. I'm just naming yeah. all the French bands I can think of. I, I just I just saw Phoenix a week and a bit ago. They were awesome. Oh, are they good? Nice. Yeah. Weren't they, they opened... Who were they playing with? They are playing with somebody big, weren't they? With Beck. Oh, Beck, yeah, they're... right. They are playing with yeah. Beck. Yeah, there you go. Um... I had actually, I'll correct myself, I had heard one M83 song, um, Teen Angst, from an earlier album, I think at the Madison in Toronto one night. I have this weirdly vivid memory of that because I Shazammed it in the very early days of Shazam to be like, what is this song? Um, That's another good tune to to check out. Um, The most memorable, memorable song on here is Midnight City. gone on to be i think one of m83's poster tunes it has a ripping saxophone solo near the end 
it's super memorable. And I, when I hear that song, I think of taking the streetcar home at night when I lived in Toronto. It is one of those songs that I have a mental image or a movie associated with. Like, it evokes a specific point in time in my life now. Um, yeah, this album checks the ethereal, like, layered music um, part of what I like or part of the music I listen to. So not a lot of, not as much guitars, but um, more, a lot of keyboards, a lot of synthesizers. Um, it works well as background music. Yeah, definitely. Um, I found a lot I of tracks really, really fade into the background. yeah. Like it's hard to, Um, especially when you, you really get into it, like it just, one track kind of flows into the next track and they all sound kind of the same. it is soundscape music where I think as we've talked about with other stuff, like it's about a vibe. Yeah. more so than I, I found say like like it would home be like, music it was or like, something be like else. kind of background, ambient vibe, ambient vibe, ambient vibe, wall of sound. You know, like that Mm. you go into a song and it's just like they they turned they cranked all the pedals to eleven and they they just let it's, it all go. it's got kind of a score sound to it. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And Midnight City Kicks. I really That's a great song. yeah so good and they had the um I think they had a touring musician do the saxophone at that concert, and it was super awesome. Also, it was raining a lot at that show. It was a wet walk home to my condo. But anyway, that was over a decade ago. Gentlemen, your thoughts? I'll go first. So I liked it. I liked it, but there were parts of it that I just don't think are for me. So I'm going to try to explain that. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I do well with the ethereal stuff. Art. Like, right. Like, like any type of electronic music that just has sort of whistles and kind of interesting sounds to it. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's like I was, I found myself kind of bopping up to the music a little bit and then like some kind of weird sound would come in and then I'd kind of lose it for a second. Like I, I wasn't just, I wasn't enjoying it anymore. Cause I got Yeah. kind of distracted. I feel like Um, oh, there's some music that you would, I would enjoy more if I were on drugs. Mm, okay. So may, maybe that's what this is, <laughs> but I, I enjoy. Maybe if, maybe if you'd lick the frog's back or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. but I did find the songs catchy. I really did like um, um, Midnight City. Um, I, I, I found the songs were enjoyable to listen to, but yeah, my only criticism would be that like for me personally, if they cleaned up some of that, what I would call noise in the music, Um, it would have made it better for me, <laughs> but that's not the, that's the, like these guys are artists and this is, this is their art and this is what they wanted to present and provide to us. So it's, it's going to be for some, it's not going to be for all. Um, so I enjoyed it. I just think I would enjoy it more if it wasn't so trippy. My tears are becoming a sea. <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, I can't mon histoire where they just it's just a mm kid -hmm. talking telling a story about like frogs or something. <laughs> Yeah, and if you touch it, you could become a, a frog yourself, That, it was so and we can all weird. be friends. Yes, it was so <laughs> weird. Amazing. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I I enjoyed that because <laughs> I enjoy psychedelics. But ah, there you go. You enjoy licking those frogs. uh... <laughs> well, not necessarily <laughs> frogs, but he's he's uh, got an aquarium of them behind him. to toadstools. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, good times. Uh, not, I, th I thought it was like it, it's good for what it is. Um, it it helped choose the album that I'm I'm going to do this week. So <laughs> cool. Steve chooses something that has zero electronics. <laughs> and it's all yeah, it's true. All immediate. No, it's, it has uh, zero electronics. Steve, I think. Steve Martin yeah. on banjo. Oh, you'll see. Yeah. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> it's going to be like punk AF. No. <laughs> Oh, Although Steve Martin on banjo would be pretty cool, but is he? <laughs> he's, he's like a, he's a, the, the virtuoso. What is it the claw hammer method of? Yeah, he's got some kind of crazy skill. <laughs> <on>. Banjo <laughs> picking and grinning. I, I don't know if he's put anything out since, but a couple of years ago, I listened to the album he released, and it was really good. <laughs> like damn good. Yeah, he's like insanely talented. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's Today I learned about oh, Steve Martin's secret Funny. banjo talent. Yeah. And uh, just before we started recording, I was watching Only Murders in the Building. Nice. nice. So good. So good. Yeah. yeah. I dig it. All right. Yeah. So are we? Uh, have we run into our M83 wall? Uh, I don't think I spoke about it, but uh, I really oh, enjoyed it. Ahead. I think um, there's a bunch of songs that I, I really loved. You guys mentioned <clears throat> Midnight City and that that song does is that's a banger mm -hmm. uh, slaps yeah new map was cool uh claudia lewis i have a note saying it has, has a sweet bass groove <laughs> so if we want to talk about it, things that, that slap <laughs> um, but uh yeah the only thing i would say about it because it's a two it's a double length album it, it drags a little bit I think that's my mm -hmm. really my chief issue with it. Yeah. Like even is there any double album that doesn't drag? This isn't even a very long double album. The whole thing is only mm -hmm. an hour ten or something. But yeah, like like yeah. even Melancholy can drag. Yeah. Yeah. Like it does, and I, I love Melancholy, but you know, it's yeah. too many tracks. Yeah. Yep. The wall can drag, but the wall can also be awesome. Especially if you're on drugs, fragile can drag. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. My only complaint: listen, listen to it as two single albums. Perfect. Mm -hmm. mm. I hear that. That's what, that's what I always do with melancholy. Too yeah. much of a good thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's hard to put together two full albums of material to play all at once that mm, yeah. is doesn't have filler. Like. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> Even if you try what the pumpkins did with melancholy, where you try to make each disc stylistically different, like the first disc is the happier, more conventional side, and the second disc is the more experimental, darker side, which isn't isn't on this record. This record is just like it just keeps more, going. yeah, more, more, more. Like there was no real need for two discs. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. So you know they they wanted to do it and they did it and they're happy. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'd say go visit your editor. <laughs> leave some leave some shit on the cutting room floor, guys. <laughs> That's all right. They're um, they're rich and famous, and I'm not. It's funny how I remember streetcar rides home because I hate the streetcar. It's more like I think riding riding my bike in Toronto made me hate public transit, especially mm. streetcars. Hmm. Because cycling is by far the fastest way to get around the city. It's true, but I also feels like I'm taking my life into my hands sometimes. No remorse. 
all the time. No regret. Yeah, all the time. That's half the fun of it. (laughs) We're we're also alive, so we've never been killed in a cycling accident. I didn't get doored yet. (laughs) Alrighty, so do we want to talk about the Sisters of Mercy, or do we want to talk about the Primuses? Primus sucks. Primus does suck. Primus it is. (laughs) And Richard, you picked the best intro to Primus album. (laughs) Get that out of the way. No, like you legit. That's not a sarcastic comment. This was a fantastic choice for like noobs first Primus album. Yeah, that'd be me. Yeah, it is. It is a it it is a pretty good choice. It's it's definitely more accessible than uh, some of their other ones. Um, Yeah, so Primus, we chose Brown album, uh, or I did, uh, and uh, it's the follow up to um, Tales from the Punch Bowl. Brown album came out in nineteen ninety seven. Uh, Tales from the Punchbowl is maybe one of their most commercially successful albums. Um, especially like when those Big Brown Beaver got so much play. Yeah, so much on, on, on MTV and much music. I think mostly because it had a really fun and goofy video. Um, but it was also kind of a, a cool, catchy song. Bad and Southbound Pachyderm. Southbound Pachyderm is way less catchy. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's catchy. I'm saying yeah. I heard a bunch of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, the, the Brown album, it was um, kind of Primus in their tongue-in-cheek, goofy way of trying to, you know, Beatles have their white album. Uh, Metallica had their black album. Uh, I don't think Jay-Z had released his black album yet, but anyway, maybe he had whatever year that came out. Uh, anyway, so they have their Brown album, mm. and uh, they took a little bit more of a streamlined approach with it, I would say, and uh, I think it's really good. A lot of really funky bass lines from Les Claypool. All of the Primus quirkiness. Um, I was reading a, a quote that that's on their uh, uh, on the Brown album's Wikipedia, saying Tom Moon for Rolling Stone described it as Precisely the type of weirdness that Primus have been peddling for years. Progressive rock instrumentals camouflaged in the tattered rags of punk and the absurdist narratives of a junior Zappa. Also, I went on Facebook a couple of days ago, and there was a memory had popped up. Uh, I guess while hanging out with my old neighbors in the beaches, I had said something about Frank Zappa, and one of them commented that Frank Zappa is so on brand for me. Uh, so I guess Primus is as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we recorded so, a couple of episodes at your place down the beach back in the day, didn't we? Mm-hmm. At least one or two, yeah. We did the soundtrack episode there for sure. We did the yeah. Jeremy Panda episode there. Okay. Uh, cool. I, I, I forgot remember about that, but, but now that you mentioned yeah. it, yep. yep. <laughs> you remember it. Yep. I wish Castro's wasn't so small. I think we only made it there like 
once or two, or at least I only made it there like a handful of times. Yeah, I'm glad Casseroles was so small. It's a cool little, very intimate venue. Yeah, it fills up super yeah. quick. Oh yeah. Uh, so, what did you guys think of uh, this this album? Fine question. <laughs> I know Craig liked it. I do. And also another. So I borrowed this album from a friend in high school. Um, yeah. Shout outs to Mike Pellicori. If you ever hear this, hope you're doing well. It was good. Good times hanging out with you back in the day. Um, I didn't really. It didn't click with me back then. As like '90s teenager, Craig. So, thank you for forcing me to give it another listen, and it, I really came around to it this time. I really like how Primus uses kick drum, too. There's two, actually, two things. Two interesting things that Primus does on this album. They're one of the few bands that, like, the kick drum emphasizes a rhythm instead of kind of just being a background thing that happens. Mm -hmm. um, what song is that? I think it's Camelback Cinema, where the opening, like, the Camelback snare... Cinema. Yeah, the snare is just in <laughs> one, two, three, four, and it's the kick drum that's accenting yeah. the beat, which you don't hear a lot, and I found that really interesting. The second thing that Primus does, and I think they've done this on the other albums I've heard, is they will pan specific instruments to one side. Yeah. So it's not that everything comes out both sides. Like, the guitar will be on the left, and the bass will be on the right. Or you'll have, like, it's, a bass... It's like, it's like they're on stage, and it's coming from where they're located on stage, yeah. Yeah, or you'll get, like a main bass tone out of both sides and a separate bass tone on one side. Um, mm. I haven't heard a lot of modern, say like 1990s and later bands do that. Everyone's just like, all right, instruments. Like the Beatles. You know, when the Beatles did their, their mastering stereo, they put specific instruments or vo vocals on one side or the other. And if, mm -hmm. if your headphones weren't doing great. <laughs> you'd only hear the song <laughs> or even say like say if a band has two guitarists and then a guitar solo comes in they don't put the guitar solo on the side of like the player who's doing the solo they just put it in the center so it comes out both of your both sides so mm -hmm. I, know, I noticed that that was pretty cool so many good songs on this album I'm trying to, trying to think of how I, how I feel about this album um I respect what they were trying to do. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, you some mean of you, the respect, songs... you respect what they succeeded at doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going over the track list. And, and like, l let me tell you, it's definitely not Savage Garden because I have distinct memories for virtually all of these songs. <laughs> um but um now now look go through the tra the track list and tell me which songs are not good because so many of them are good maybe uh, maybe i don't good... like camelback cinema, <laughs> cinema. maybe a good question to ask or i don't care for uh, duchess and the proverbial mind spread <laughs> that was kind of weird. <laughs> maybe a good initial question for steve is is it the weirdness or the instrumentation that you have a harder time with I, don't, I mean, I don't care that it's weird. Okay. <laughs> or, Boom, I did not like it because it's weird. <laughs> but, maybe, um, maybe not weird, but like lyrical content or instrumentation. I actually, I actually like the lyrical content in general. Oh, there we go. See, now now we're digging. We're getting somewhere. Yeah, you figure out what I like about Primus and what I don't like about Primus. <laughs> yeah. Les, Claypool is, Les Claypool has good lyrical content. He's just a weird singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's he's... He's 
he sounds really, I don't know, Arkansas. <laughs> Vaudeville like, showman. I don't know where he's from. Yeah, sometimes, like on Fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> Fisticuffs um, is one of my favorite songs. It, that's actually, a, I was, that's a really entertaining song. Even And it, the lyrics are so weird and, and entertaining. <laughs> um, I, I think... I think the bass-centric nature of a lot of their music doesn't really do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... I, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't... It, it feels... They, they, they kind of feel like half a song. Like a bunch mm-hmm. of them feel like they're missing like a melody. Yeah. <laughs> there's no guitar riff that you can sink your teeth into there's like yeah there I, I don't I didn't, maybe that like i've had that problem oh go ahead i, go ahead, I couldn't put my yeah i couldn't put my finger on it like i was i was very much i would listen to it and i was like when i hit cotting town i was like this is a south park theme <laughs> it is <laughs> like just change the words and it's a south park theme theme mm-hmm. it's pretty close uh, but yeah, but there's there's no yeah there's there's no hook there there there's no hook at all anywhere the 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 hook, the hook is the hook is the groove it's the funky bass yeah. groove yeah. yeah and the groove is the hook yeah the groove yeah. isn't a hook they're different things <laughs> <laughs> and that's I I think I think that's that's my real issue with it there's no hmm. hook. When that groove comes in on Golden Boy, I for that for me that hits so hard. I'm just like, I was okay yeah. with Golden Boy. I actually liked Over the Falls. That was good too. Yeah. I did too. Yep. There's a cool too. video for Over the Falls. Shake Hands with Beef was stupid. Shake Hands with Beef is awesome. That is my like. That is it's my most that groove. I did that care for Shake Hands with Beef. So. Shake, shake hands with beef is there is the most like frizzle fry song like if you listen to frizzle fry shake hands with beef would fit very well on that album so this also was a good album so this was my first um album uh involvement with with uh with primus but how, I, how would it how could it possibly not have been i know right <laughs> <laughs> would it be hilarious if I was like, well, I do have all of the Primus albums in their original vinyl. Me. Like, <laughs> I've never listened to a Primus album before this one. <laughs> but but obviously South Park was, I think, most people's uh, you know introduction to Primus, right? Because they wrote the theme for for that. And, and you mentioned it a second ago, Steve, that... Um, Cutting down. Yeah, it sounds yeah, just like yeah. it. And it does. So, I, I, I mean, I enjoyed this. I, I thought it was goofy. Um but I, I agree with uh, I agree with Richard. Like I, I liked I liked the grooves. Like there were definitely some grooves. Like I I was just I was playing some some Starfield and uh, and uh, just listening to it like just tonight and just grooving along while I was you know murdering dudes and robots and whatnot. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's 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 a good. I found it was fun to to listen to while I was doing other things. You better good. than punching those I, robots. I listened to it <laughs> once while I was vacuuming. <laughs> Vacuum music. And you're, and did you dance with the vacuum? No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I listened to this one more, I think, than any other album, just because I was trying to... You're trying to figure it out? 
Yeah, like <laughs> I, I was, I was having a a difficult time wrapping my head around how I felt about this and why I felt that way. So I listened to it a lot. Mm. But I like uh, Fisticuffs too. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Fisticuffs is great. Yeah. It's a wildly entertaining song. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that. Um, Les Claypool's style of mostly slap bass can get very old and is it can make it harder to pick up on melodic um melodic uh, uh what's my brain just stopped working melodic hooks um and I I've definitely had that problem before with other Primus albums I think most notably Tales from the Punchbowl which are a lot jammier and have like two minute sections of songs where they're just like jamming about doing whatever and then they go back to the actual part of the song um like jazz we need more scat we need more scat in primus songs <laughs> we can do like scat man so, al- dance album Eurodance is one of my guilty pleasure genres gross Eurodance is also <laughs> so, a genre where no one has an actual album. Everyone's yeah, just I, on like singles God. and greatest hits. It means it means you can't do it on this show because it, it breaks our rules. <laughs> this is true. To if we're if we're wrapping up the talk on Primus, I also have to recommend listening to um, their second most recent release, which was their. Uh, it, it was under Primus, but it's it's one also with one of Les Claypool's other bands. Their covers of all of the um, Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory songs. <laughs> Sorry, what now? Good lord. Let's play pool with Primus and people from one of his other bands. Um, not the Frog Brigade. What's the other one? Anyway. Oh, uh, dear. His, his jazz band. They did... Um... Oh, wait, no. Frog Brigade is his jazz band. Anyway. Les Claypool has like 800 side projects. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, to the point where they're not really side projects. They're just other bands. Um, anyway, yeah, they did covers of all of the songs from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like the 70s movie. Wow. Uh, but they primacized them. And it's it's great. <laughs> that sounds amazingly eclectic. Primus and yeah. the Chocolate Factory with the Fungi Ensemble. Yeah. That's it. The f- wow. Yeah. <clears throat> the other realization I had while listening to this, maybe to try and work, help Steve, like what, what is it Steve doesn't like about this is um, Les Claypool and Conan O'Brien having similar references for their bases of humor in that kind of like a vaudeville, vaudevillian um, early century showman type of dick. Mm-hmm. Which comes up a bunch and from both people. I, I mean, it, it was what it, I mean. There, there is definitely moments on that album that are real high points for me. But um, you know, unlike say, let's let's just throw out Savage Garden. But uh, you know, or Animals as Leaders. <laughs> I will accept back. that because that was just a whole wall of garbage um but this this had like a lot of stuff that i i did enjoy um but 
I, I, it just doesn't feel like it wraps itself up into a nice, neat, nice, neat package for me. I don't think. Uh, I think if it had, Les Claypool would have felt he failed. Mm. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. He does not want to give you a nice package. No. Mm. Wait, that didn't sound good. <laughs> Isn't his house like a ranch named Rancho Relaxo? Yeah, that's where they record. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Which was a good uh, Tex-Mex restaurant in Toronto at one point, and also uh, also a music venue up upstairs. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Hmm. All right, there's no tortilla flats, but. Okay. So shall we? Yeah, let's let's shift over to the the last album that needs to be done. Uh, I chose the album Floodland by the English band Sisters of Mercy. It came out in 1987, uh, and it's uh, a delightful um, smorgasbord of gothy sort of. There's nothing. There's nothing sort of about it. It is pure goth. Yeah. <laughs> remember, said, there's remember no music we, gothier than this. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we went to uh, uh, neutral that one time in Kensington Market? God, I think so. Yeah. Was that for my birthday one time? It might have been. I think so. It sounds made up. I, I remember going. I didn't remember that you were there, Richard, but I remember being there. Yeah. I had a dream and you were there and you were there, but it wasn't you. <laughs> Stuff was happening. I went there once. So obviously, if you were there, it was the only time. Yeah. Uh, that if, I think that got played a lot there, Sisters mm. of Mercy. Yeah, that, that stuff feels right. Yeah. So that, uh, was a great, that was a great place to go, people watching. Yeah. And also okay. the music was excellent. Yeah, it was it was a it was a fun place. Yeah. Uh, so what what do you guys think of the Sisters of Mercy? I really, really liked it. Enjoyed it. Listen again. Yeah. It's also like kind of proto industrial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how much like yeah. goth naturally merges with industrial, but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's nineteen eighty seven. It can be it can be actually industrial if you want. <laughs> well, te- uh, technically, it's early goth, uh, early dark wave, but yeah, dark wave and industrial, like woo, pretty parallel. I don't know any actual dark wave bands. Sisters Edge of Mercy, yeah. beyond <laughs> Sisters of Mercy, Perturbator is a modern dark wave ah, band. Okay, I have heard of Perturbator. 
<laughs> or a contemporary dark wave band. I don't know. They're current. They're, they're still they're still around making music. Uh, cool. Sister of Mercy is still around playing music, which I think is awesome. But they haven't released a new studio album in decades. So are they just doing like the? Uh, are they on the casino circuit? Or are they doing like uh, festivals? I think all of the above. The bowling alley circuit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, kids' birthday parties. Like, yeah, you, you got you know, like, um, you know, like Susie and the Banshees, or there you um, go. I know that. I know of them. They're, yeah. they're like in those, those that 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 wheelhouse. Yeah, is I think maybe maybe early, early cure. Yeah. Yeah, Bauhaus was like really early, sort of goth punk, post punk, mm-hmm. punk kind of. Yeah. Oi, 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 but sadder. Yeah. And all black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Darker than black. But with white makeup. Vampire black. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of what I meant when I said that, you know, one of these albums is not like the other. I was kind of thinking like, you know, we had sort of the catchy, poppy. Savage Gardens. Well, at least I thought it was catchy, but <laughs> Poppy Cap- Savage oh. Gardens stuff. And then we had sort of the electronica, like the M- M83 stuff. And then we had the the goofy uh, Primus stuff. And then this one had like a, it felt like it had a completely different sound. And, and I enjoyed listening to it. it I found that when, when <laughs> the, the time that I had to look down on my, on my phone, the first time I listened to it, I was like, am I still li- listening to this, to this corrosion? Like, am I still like, <laughs> It, it's uh, it builds. <laughs> that choir, that choir, they, they were paid by a. They they paid them for a full half hour, so they had to, <laughs> they had to get out to get their, their money's whole, worth. Yeah, their money's worth. So yeah, like just listening to it, I was like, I, I think this is the same track I've been listening to for this like entire walk I've been on. <laughs> I saw I saw a meme floating around the internet that says, whenever a goth an old goth dies, they join the choir of this the beginning of this corrosion. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I do like cool how they they layer on something new every time that chorus comes back. Yeah, I think that's the point. <laughs> it's really well done. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a really uh, um if the song is gonna take nine minutes, it's it best to keep it evolving, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I love this corrosion. It's one of my favorite songs. I think it's I think it's great. And since we've talked, we've had a few examples in recent episodes of very poor first songs. I will shout out Dominion Mother Russia as being an excellent opening mm. set song that sets the tone very nicely. <clears throat> I but, went to see um, uh, Information Society and the Grapes of Wrath <laughs> play and Strange Love, the Depeche Mode experience, play at Classic Bowl back in May. Uh, I went with uh, with Jen and... Um, and Information Society covered Dominion Mother Russia. <laughs> it was <Nice>. awesome. <laughs> they were really good, by the way. I like this. This was like a harder cure. More industrial cure, which did it for me. I love the guy's voice. Yeah. It's not too it's... like comically vampiric and low it's close it's a, but right it's in not that quite sweet there. spot yeah. yes 
it's pushing that edge, but it's it's perfect for that. Yes, this is goth music, but it's not caricature. Didn't we do like a typo negative album? Yeah, that was yeah, your complaint earlier. about about Peter Steele. Is he goes into yeah. like caricature goth? Yeah, he sounds. It's, it's, yeah. Where is he from? He's like New Jersey or something. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought he was from deep Romania. He sings. <laughs> yeah, P- Peter Steele, from what I remember of seeing him in interviews, has like the very much stereotypical New York, New Jersey accent. Huh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm moving here. <laughs> Can't you see I'm working here? I'm sad here. Um. Yeah, the singer singer from Sisters of Mercy, Andrew Eldritch. Yeah. At least that's his stage name. Um, he he's definitely high on the like uh, uh, theatrics. He's got the theatrics in his voice more so than like uh, um, like David Gahan from uh, like. There's some yeah. similar qualities from uh, um, Depeche Mode, but uh, a little more theatric for sure. I saw. A, I just looked at a picture of him, like from a couple of years ago, and he looks like a billion years old now. <laughs> like he looks like a, a, a shrunken vampire. <laughs> Is that the picture on his uh, his Wikipedia? Yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> Amazing. Well, he's almost sixty-five. So yeah, I guess that, I guess it happens. Older. You get old, yeah. and then I guess he went bald. Yeah, yeah, great head of hair, but you know, we can do him bald. <laughs> it happens to the best yeah. of us. <laughs> he looks like uh, who's that guy that, that did the music for uh, David Letterman? Paul Schaefer. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> he does look a little like Paul Schaefer. <laughs> that's that's random. It's, I don't know. Uh, it's also not very nice to him. It's, <laughs> I trust it's accurate. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoyed this. I thought it was, this is, this uh, was but I do, I do like the style. Yeah, I, I actually, I never, I never listened to the full album before I threw this on. Like, I, I, I love this corrosion. I decided to just go with it. Uh, I was really happy with how it how it sounded. Mm. Like, I was really good with it. Yeah, most of my exposure to Sisters of Mercy were just like I'd listen to Depeche Mode and then. After the album I was listening to was done, it's Spotify would start throwing random stuff in, Cure, yeah. Sisters of Mercy, whatever, and so on and so forth. Indeed, it's good times. So yeah, that was uh, that was my choice, and uh, I really liked. Like I thought the whole album was very coherent, and like um, tracks like. Uh, oh, Let's get the names out. Uh, Lucretia, my refre- my my reflection, this corrosion, uh, you know, Dominion, the both of the floods. I thought they were real. Nineteen fifty nine, like all of them are like really catchy yeah. tunes. And even nineteen fifty nine, which is like the the ballad, doesn't get too overwrought. <clears throat> yeah, it's because it's not which too I long. Appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they saved their length for this corrosion. I got to have a good ten minute song. Maybe two or three. It is legitimately <laughs> over nine minutes. It's a long, long song. Yep. <laughs> it's got an intermission. Halfway through, you can get up and, <laughs> and go to the washroom. It's funny. I'm looking at the track lengths, and on the on the CD, or sorry, the 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 LP. I guess it, it's there. It was it's nine minutes and sixteen seconds. 
but on the cassette, it's 10 minutes and 55 seconds. Ooh. For whatever reason. <laughs> they, 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 they needed an extra minute and a half of this corrosion, I guess. Like we couldn't digital, fill up all the tape. We need a little bit more. <laughs> Keep corroding. The digital version. Yeah, the digital version you get now seems to be nine and a half minutes. Add more choir. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Keep it going. Yep. <laughs> Love it. All right. So those are that was our, our interesting it was that was a very eclectic tour through music this week and mm-hmm. yeah i'm proud of us for choosing the albums we did even if they what sucked the sh- <laughs> what the show is for primus sucks primus yeah. sucks <laughs> so let's uh what are we what are we thinking of for for next time guys i have anyone a, have... I, have a, I have an idea that was sort of inspired by mike's previous choice in a roundabout sort of way what do you got uh, so I think there was also another discussion we had that helped inspire this, but, uh, I'm going to go with Taylor Swift and oh, because yes. I don't, I don't really know her music particularly well. Uh, and the only song I could think of is I knew you were trouble. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go with red, uh, from 2012, unless okay. you guys have, can suggest a different album. Uh, I can't but... suggest any, I've, uh, I'm looking at you, Mike, what's the best Taylor Swift album? I'm also completely <laughs> ignorant of yeah, I, Swiss Craig's music. not gonna know. No, I'm not. No. Is is the album uh, called 1987? That sounds I familiar. I think that's older than Red, though. I think it's. Oh newer. no, that's that's one newer. 89. 1989. Yeah, that's the one afterwards. Yeah, but she had to go through and she had to re-record all her albums as Taylor's version of her songs because she I heard lost that the rights because to all her she, songs. she sold off oh. she sold the rights to her songs and then yeah. re-recorded them so she had them so they were different versions. She so basically she covered her own songs so yeah. that they could be hers again. Yeah. Is that is that why all, there's all? Oh, okay, these okay, there we go. There's the Taylor's version. So let's yeah. do the Taylor's version of Red. Okay. Cool. Okay, I don't I, think I've ever listened through an entire Taylor Swift album before. Me, me either. Me either. So okay, I not only have I never listened through a Taylor Swift al- album, I never thought I would be in the position where I had to. Well, now you are. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> well, I mean, if the question is why are people willingly spending twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars a ticket to go and see her on tour, I, I maybe figure we should cultural <laughs> insanity. Do you think that's it, what it, it is? Can't, okay. it, it can't. Only, yeah, it can't only because be because she's one of the few pop artists who actually gets health insurance for her backup dancers. Mm, that's got to be it. If, <laughs> that's the reason. If any of her fans actually who are buying those tickets actually know that, I'll give them a cookie. Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the album that I chose was uh, actually Savage Garden's first album. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I was I was saying to uh, Akarak. Nice. <laughs> I was I, I was saying to to Craig before everybody logged in that, um, and and I think I mentioned it to uh, to Richard a little bit too that um, I've started getting into vinyl collecting just a little bit because I ended up getting a record player and then I went through my parents' records. That's always a good way to get some right? vinyl. And I went through my fiance's parents' records and they were like, yeah, just take whatever you want. 
And so I was just going through them and I ended up listening to one that I really enjoyed. And uh, I wanted to suggest it as an album for us to do uh, on the show. So it is if it's from, a, if it's from sorry, if it's from somebody's parents records collection, this is not yeah. going to be modern. It's, it's not, no, it's not. It's uh it's Boston's self-titled album from 1976. Ooh. Boston. Yeah. Oh, I think my niece has my copy of that. <laughs> I've got a I've got a print like uh, print vinyl copy oh, nice. of, of that. Four play long time, so good. <laughs> oh, fond memories. So of I, I had Man, only with that album, I had only ever heard more than a feeling, and so you know, being able to listen to the other, like I really enjoyed the album. So it'll be a fun one, I think, for us to listen to. Nice. Peace of mind is amazing. Oh, yeah, such a good album. Okay. Yeah. What do we got? Poor Steve. Steve and Craig. Steve's heart just broke. Uh, I was. I'm going to see the Brian Jones Sound Massacre play mm. um, at the Masonic Temple okay. at the end of the month. In Hamilton? Uh, no, in oh. Toronto. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> in Waterdown? <laughs> no. Uh, and in in honor of the the shoegazy sort of uh, album Craig chose last week, I'm going to take their. I think it's our first album. It's called Methadrone. Mm. Hey, what's the band called? The Brian Jonestown Massacre. Good pun. It's a morbid pun, but it's a good pun. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's um it's called was the album called? Methadrone. Probably spelled that wrong, but I'll go back and check it after. <laughs> Methadrone, okay. Methodrone. Mike, I've been mulling over that <clears throat> seed you planted in my head all episode. <laughs> so many albums. Just, it, if you have to no, choose an album, for... what you need to do, Craig, before you choose it, is say, mm. which one would Steven like best? And choose that <laughs> it's one. It's a toss-up. No, it's a toss-up. <laughs> I actually don't know in this case. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with my original choice. We're going to continue the weird tangent from Primus, mm. but in a more accessible to Steve, I presume, direction. Mm. And we're going to go with the self, the subtitle debut of the Presidents of the United States of America. I like the Presidents. Mike, do not play this album for your kids in the car. Okay. <laughs> Wait, the first which track one starts off with some swearing? Is it which just album? called? It's is it just called the Presidents of the United States of America? Yep. Yeah, the subtitled one. Yeah. Okay. Those will be fun to listen to. Millions of peaches, y'all. Yeah. Peaches for free. <laughs> what was the first song on? Kitty. Fuck you, Kitty. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Outside. <laughs> yeah. Don't play. Don't play the album for your kids, Mike. Understood. There's there's yep. some swearing, and some innuendos. Oh, good uh, times. This is gonna be fun. That 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 was a fun album. Although, Mike, your oldest is in what, like grade seven? Yeah. He's probably hanging out at like pool halls and, <laughs> you know, gambling on the side. And he's got a pack of smokes and is rolled up. He probably, uh, he probably, white probably, listens, yeah, he probably <laughs> listens to gangster rap. So, Kitty probably wouldn't. Uh... <laughs> he's he's, he's got a one. he's got a comb and he's like greasing his hair. <laughs> yeah, it turns out he's from the fifties. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> 
where he slammed a bunch of different subcultures from multiple decades together into some unholy mishmash of greaser hair and like and if anyone says anything he stabs them <laughs> but with one of those it looks like Combs. a switchblade but it's a comb, it's a comb. yeah exactly no. <laughs> <laughs> a so, comb. strangely enough i knew exactly where you were going before you even said yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> He stabs. He stabs the knife comb. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't break the skin, but it really hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, we'll, see, we'll see how this goes. I think it could be okay. I, I I've never listened to much Boston. Um, I'm willing to be entertained. More. <laughs> let skip more than a feeling. More. I will agree with you that more than a feeling is tremendously overplayed. I, I, but there are. Oh, but I still I, love it every time it comes on the radio. <laughs> I. Hate more than a feeling. I hate it. it Discard it. Skip it. Skip it. There's other really good songs on this album. Unless if, you hate if this song. If you want like, like that kind of 70s schlock, I'll listen to Chicago. Thank you very much. I was considering that well, one too. Maybe Boston next time. This harder. This is harder wow. than Chicago, though. It is. Yeah, it is. For six to four. <laughs> 25 or six to four is a they good went, song. They song. went long periods of time between releasing music. Who? Boston, Boston or Chicago? Maybe? Which American Boston, city? Or both. Atlanta. Yeah. Austin. Um, or, Orlando. Orlando. Put it... That's they're the Florida man. He's bad. <laughs> Their debut from 76, and then they did another one in 78, and then 86, 94, 2002, and 2013. Oh, wow. Sweet Jesus. Boy, that's, that's yeah. a lot of uh, big breaks there. Yeah. It's also like one dude did everything on the first mm. Boston album. Played all the instruments. And he pulled it down. And he was like and he was twenty one. He was some like nonsense age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. when you when you're listening to it and you're realizing that it's pretty cool. Tom Schultz. Mm. I do like your um the nickelback suggestion though. I think that'll be next <laughs> for me. Because the state I... is a legitimately good rock album and it's fascinating to like talk about that brief yeah there's the same there's my own prison yeah i mean you do yeah. that I, I i legitimately but, like my own prison too As, it's a solid guitar album yeah solid rock album. like i don't know if i should be embarrassed by that because it's creed or if i should just say like that's creed creed wasn't creed yet exactly like they haven't state, got nickelback to like... wasn't nickelback yet nickelback wasn't nickelback and photograph came out then they were nickel yeah. agreed mm. and what the hell is on joey's head <laughs> you know <laughs> i like that you defined the like nickelback turning into their caricature at photograph and not how you remind me i i feel like they still had rockin yeah like legit rockin yeah but but they, they were on their way down like it didn't take long yeah uh this is true but how you remind me is probably the most overplayed Nickelback song, but mm-hmm. I, there's just something about Photograph that that, that that's it for me. <laughs> Even the first line kind of sounds like it's a caricature of something. Like it's it's song is to be super profound. It feels like they're trying. I, I, I feel like they're trying to evoke nostalgia in that one, and uh, and they, they 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 they're like a really bad. Tragically hip impression. Because mm. no one invo- invokes nostalgia like the tragically hip did. 
What about Big Rex, that song, which is a song about nostalgia that itself has become a nostalgic song? I mean, that's, that's delightfully meta, but I mean, that's the only one they got. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the like music Big... is just good music. Yeah. <laughs> I stand Big Rex. <laughs> I, I like Big Rex a lot. I think they've had the best like post-comeback catalog of the yeah. Canadian 90s bands that have come back. I mean, they've, they've, they're sort of releasing albums, Albatross. Right? Albatross, yeah. yeah, that was that was good. Uh, that was their I, big like, comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then kept, they just kept going. Yeah. Ghosts, Ghosts, yeah. is a great song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Moist's "End of the Ocean" is a tremendous album. I don't too. think I've ever heard it. Like no it's one so ever good. played Pretend- any of the songs anywhere. Okay, I'm switching it up. We're doing Moist's "End of the Ocean" next. Not this coming one, but next. Okay, time. so you're not going to choose Nickelback. <clears throat> you'll choose Moist, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's more it's more important that Steve hears new and good Moist. That that's mm. that's nice. I mean, I I was a big Moist fan back in the day. We saw all saw Moist, and it was great. I've seen Moist great like eight times. Like I've seen Moist so, so many, and I've seen David Asher play solo too. All those people who are who are, uh, who are offended by the word Moist. Hopefully they don't listen to the end of this episode. Moist, 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 moist. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually the title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> the moist episode. We didn't do a single moist album, but I said moist a lot. <laughs> that time moist played uh, Oakville Waterfront yeah. is when I got the airbag to the chest on the way home. That hurt. What? Oh. You had an airbag to the chest? Yeah, I was driving in a friend at the time's van. And it was just randomly statement... discharged? No, his statement to his friend, we hit, we rear-ended a vehicle. Oh, his yeah. statement to his friends was like, uh, my brakes failed. I think he was not paying attention because I can, I have a memory of him like swatting at a fly with oh. something on the dashboard. So I think he just like stopped paying attention. Yeah. Airbag deployments hurt y'all. Yeah. I hear that. Mm-hmm. They, they come out fast. Oh, I when I was driving home yesterday, uh, I saw, I don't know. I forget if it was a mini, no, it was some mid-sized crossover thing um yeah it was like woman and like it my guess was like teenage son or teenage child anyway with their foot up on oh the I dash that. i was like no you're gonna put your knee through your face yeah <laughs> you'll get extra I'll, died i'll kick someone out of my car if, if they try to do that yeah be like put your foot down or you're out yeah <laughs> no I, I hear that uh, yeah, the more, more I saw I, the water Oakville Waterfront Festival was indeed one of the um, the places I saw Moist. We must have both been there. I did not know you at the mm-hmm. time. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> but, this is pre my university. Yeah, ergo. Yeah, I think I was still in high school at the time. Was I? Maybe first year. Two thousand. So you? Would, oh, was it? Yeah. Two, oh, yeah. So I was in university a couple of years. I, I went with a bunch of people who were still in high school. So. <laughs> People who are your age. That makes sense. So, so long ago. Old man Steve. That's me. <laughs> I've only seen uh I've only seen Moist perform once and it was at uh Toronto City Hall in like two thousand three, two thousand four, something like that. City Hall. But mm-hmm. David Usher was at Podcamp Montreal when I was oh. there years ago. <laughs> He did a he did a he did a talk with Mitch Joel because he and Mitch Joel are buddies. Who's Mitch Joel? He's a big podcaster, marketing Canadian guy. Wow. He's written a bunch of books mm-hmm. about 
about content marketing and yeah one of the Sounds like one of the original I... podcamp people yeah no. i think the first concert like the first concert i really remember going to see was moist and i mother earth at the warehouse so yeah, that would have been an awesome concert. it was a great concert great concert so i've, I've been a big I... moist fan ever since then the warehouse is great I too. didn't get yeah. didn't get to see on mother earth until post comeback yeah, and the guitarist was like kind of wanky, which upset me. Yeah. It made it hard to tell when songs were starting. That's how I felt mm -hmm. when I saw Jane's Addiction. Dave Navarro was just going off and doing dumb stuff. Yeah, he was just—he was literally masturbating on his guitar, <laughs> which literally. is funny because <laughs> rocking out a... with his cock out, and then Perry Farrell would stick his arms in the air and spin in circles and go. <laughs> it's just the worst concert ever. <laughs> there's a, there's a YouTube clip stuck in my mind of Dave Mustaine, who's the frontman of Megadeth. He's on some guitar show that Dave Navarro had a long time ago, and Dave shows him this like basic guitar technique, like oh look what I can do in this song. It makes it really easy to play. And Dave Navarro just stands there and acts like he just saw the most incredible thing he's ever witnessed, and sits there dumbfounded. And it's it's extremely comedic. Be like, do you, Dave? Do you even play guitar? That's that's pretty rudimentary. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. All right, so I, I, it looks like we uh, we have another episode in the can. This one will be yeah. in in February. People can listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I should get a, I should get on a, another editing roll. Woo! Get some stuff out. Yeah, let's get some let's get some episodes up on the interweebs. So yeah. people cannot but, listen to them. But the not, on the the BB, BBS. not on the interweaves. No one from I don't know how many people on Crunchyroll are gonna watch our uh, or listen to our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> interweaves right, just the regular interwebs. Just just yeah. the regular interwebs then, not the weeb. Yes, one E. <laughs> yeah. Napster, Napster bad. <laughs> uh, that was the Lars Elric on South Park? No, that was that was a yeah, was it a on, funny or die kind of video or something? Oh, funny or die. It was Newgrounds. 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 Oh, oh my God, Newgrounds. <clears throat> yeah, that takes me back. Yeah. Did New? But did Newgrounds do the Badger thing? Badger, 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 Badger. That was the anniversary of that Weeble stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the twentieth anniversary of that came up recently. They, that's also Wait, where Newgrounds the is still there. Um, oh, pre-internet or pre-like YouTube internet, <laughs> YTMND. Oh, YTMND, you're the man now, dog. Lobster <laughs> six to magnet. Uh, right. Weeble Weeble stuff has a YouTube channel now. Do we need yeah, to do, do we need to do a closing was... to this episode? <laughs> we probably should. <laughs> Yeah, in theory. This is just like cobble together audio. <laughs> the snake. Folks take, <laughs> folks, take care of yourselves. Yep. Go check out some early 2000s internet. It was a Wild West time. We it was not a good place, but there are some memorable moments. We had Homestar Runner. Oh, Homestar <laughs> Runner. Rest in peace. <laughs> RIP in peace. Homestar Runner. <laughs> folks, I'm Craig for Richard. I'm I'm Stephen. If you Same feel like you should, Bruce. if you if you feel like you should go to see a doctor and get some things checked out, do it because, yeah.
All right. Good advice. That's, that's that's a message from Richard. Richard's Thank public you. service announcement. Yeah. 